Welcome to the Gut Gazette podcast, where we have gutsy conversations about everything related to your gut. Mental health, food, relationships, exercise, there are so many factors that are linked to your gut, and here we talk about them all. I'm your host, Megan Marsiglio, and I'm on a mission to break the poo taboo, support digestive health, and destigmatize digestive issues. My passion for gut health stems from personal experience. I have IBS and Crohn's, and I know firsthand what it's like to live with a gut that has a mind of its own. But I've come to terms with the fact that it's my normal, and because of that, I've learned to embrace it. My goal is to have you embracing whatever it is you're going through. I hope to inspire self-advocacy in all of you, and after listening to each episode, my intention is you walk away feeling confident and empowered about your gut, mind, and body. Today on episode four of the Gut Gazette podcast, I'm so excited for you to meet Zoe Shamai. Zoe is the founder of one of my favorite products on the market, Tonica Kombucha. I honestly love it, and I'm not just saying this because Zoe's on the show. I also wasn't sponsored to say this, but other than water, it's my go-to drink. I'm not a coffee drinker. I don't really drink a lot of tea, but when I want something other than water, I go for Tonica. It really is one of the best kombuchas I've ever had, and I'm so grateful I got to meet the face behind this brand. Zoe is an incredible entrepreneur, she's so inspiring, and she was actually the first person to develop a commercial kombrewery in Canada before any other kombucha brands launched into the market. You've probably seen Tonica around. It's sold in over 2,500 stores across Canada, including Shoppers Drug Mart, Whole Foods, Metro, and Loblaws. And if you haven't tried it yet, go get one today. Even if you've tried another type of kombucha and you don't think you'll like this one, trust me, you will. In this episode, we talk about, you guessed it, all things kombucha, what it is, how it's brewed, and its amazing benefits for gut health. Zoe talks about her entrepreneurial journey from why she started Tonica, which actually started out under a different name, to where she is now in her 11,000 square foot facility. Zoe shares her experience on Dragon's Den, her favorite parts of owning a business, and who a few of her role models are, one of them being Rachel Hollis, which we both totally gushed over. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and if there's ever a topic you're interested in hearing about, feel free to send me an email or a quick DM. I would love to hear from you. Thanks so much, Zoe, for taking the time to be on the Get Gazette podcast today. My absolute pleasure. I am a huge fan of Tonica. <laughs> I had mentioned to you just a couple minutes ago that I met you a long time ago when you were at the Gluten Free Garage. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what year it was. It, it wasn't 2006, not when you it first... Was, I would guess it would be, because they started maybe 2010, okay. something like yeah. that. Yeah, so I had never heard of kombucha. And I took a sip and I loved it. it was Yay! So good. And I have to say, I tried some other kombuchas after the fact and wasn't a fan as much as I am of Tonica because you know, thanks Megan. Some of them have a little, 
Yeah, they have a, a strong, a strong yeasty taste. kind yes. of fermented taste. Mm-hmm. We actually hear that a lot. Yeah. A lot of people who would never go near a kombucha because they had one or two bad experiences with some really, really strong brews mm-hmm. are amazed when they try ours. Yeah. So we're trying to promote with like a new hashtag, the delicious kombucha, just to be like, so ours good. actually tastes good. Try it. Yeah, I know. And... <laughs> When you tell people about kombucha too, they're like, oh, I don't, I don't know if I'll like it. But when I've told them, try tonica, <laughs> sounds <laughs> nice. like an ad, but it's actually so good. I love it. Yay. So I'm very glad. You started in 2006. Yes. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's been over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. When I started, nobody knew what kombucha was. I was um, traveling and living in New Mexico. I was teaching yoga and down there I was studying at a yoga community Everyone there was making this home brew, this fermented tea that they called kombucha. So that's how I discovered it. And and like you said, sometimes the first taste of it, along with the first smell of it, can be really off-putting. So I actually didn't want to try it at all. Um, and then, but my friends were all making it, and they loved it. So obviously, eventually, I'm like, okay, well, I got to try this. And I had a glass of it, and the next day, it was like. Everything went through my system. Like, my digestion was amazing. So I was kind of hooked after that and, like, noticed that I could have... I was already vegetarian and I had a pretty healthy lifestyle being a yoga teacher. And down there, there was no alcohol and no smoking anything. It was just clean. But right away, I noticed that when I would have, like, my treats, bread and cheese and that kind of thing, I was able to digest them. I wasn't getting bloated and everything was just better with kombucha. Mm -hmm. So I started to make it and I brought it back home to Toronto uh, when I moved back and I started to brew it and give it to yoga students and I was waitressing it at Live, one of the first raw food restaurants in Toronto. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, that was a really fun time actually because she, Jennifer Italiano, opened that restaurant like right after I moved back. So those first couple of years, it was a really tight-knit, raw, like, health food community there. Um, It was fun times. And so uh, she let me put the kombucha on the menu. And then people started to ask for bigger bottles. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of went through a transition where that group loved it. It was tart and strong and powerful. But again... Even though I was brewing it and ingesting it to taste better and better, a lot of my family and friends were still not very interested mm-hmm. in it. You know, there'd be like a couple converts. And so I just started to play around a lot with the flavors and the profile of the whole thing. And sort of that's been the journey of Tonica. When you were first introduced to it yeah. in New Mexico... Was everyone drinking it just because of the health benefits or did they actually like this strong taste? It's kind of like uh, apple cider vinegar. Yes. Smell and flavor for those Uh, of you who haven't smelt a homebrew. Yes, yes. And and also when done in small batches, it'll naturally carbonate itself. And so I think the combination, because no one was drinking down there, it was such a great alternative because it's a fermented beverage. So you get a little bit of that tart taste like you would if you were having a beer. Right. But none of the bloating. So I, I, you know, it's like, I don't think people were just doing it because it was good for them and they hated it. Like, I, I, I haven't seen that work with anything. Like, people don't like the flavor of it. They don't generally mm-hmm. make it a habit. Yeah. Um, so I think it was the combination of it being, like, one, great for digestion and having that really cool fermented, like, sort of tart taste. Mm-hmm. And why is it so good for digestion? 
Okay, so as it ferments, it produces a ton of living enzymes. So like all fermented foods, sauerkraut, sourdough, bread, well, sauerkraut, yogurt more, even tempehs, they produce their own enzymes because it's already pre-digested to a certain extent. So then when we ingest that, we get all of that aid okay. in our digestion. And especially as we age, the enzymes in our bodies die off. So it's harder to digest things than when we were young. I'm sure you remember like, it was like, oh, no problem. I'll have like a bad couple of days eating whatever I want and then I'll make up for it and start eating healthy and I'll be fine. Now, like, oh gosh, it's like eat bad in the next two days or like complete wash. A week, two weeks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It gets worse and worse. It does. So, um, so fermented foods are great and kombucha is great because it does have all of that added enzyme activity in it. Okay. Um, it also has a series of bacteria and yeasts in it. And those are really good for the gut as well. They do slightly different things. And finally now, there's some really good research being done in Oregon State University. And we've been a part of it, which is awesome because we, you know, are just like awaiting all the results. But kombucha is, it's so unique. And the way that the culture is formed in itself with multiple yeasts and bacteria is on its own a unique thing. And then every time it ferments a brew, it's slightly different. And the culture, so just for everyone listening, like mm -hmm. the kombucha culture kind of looks like um, a flat pink pancake. Yeah, it's funny. It's called a scoby, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. And this the scoby is a symbi symbiotic culture of yeast and bacteria. That's what it's, the acronym stands for. And so plug for me, we sell our DIY kombucha kits and we're the only commercial and like audited factory that's making a kombucha kit. So it's our real starter and our real SCOBY and it's healthy and strong so you can get it at Whole Foods and actually on our website there's uh, a store locator for it. Okay. Anyways, we, we sell that SCOBY but you can also get it from a friend. When you put that into a tea that has the starter, it will then... Um, grow to seal off the surface of the liquid. Okay, that's why it rises to the top. That's right. And like its whole job is basically that, to seal it off so that it it's, creates a barrier between the oxygen and the tea. Mm. And so once that barrier is made, it starts like all the magic happens and the fermentation takes place. So when that's happening, that SCOBY, they call it a mother because it will actually create a baby, like a second layer on top once the fermentation is complete. And then you can peel it off? Then you peel it off and then you have two. And you that's can make so two cool. more vats and then you make four vats and then eight. And that's basically how, why I ended up starting the company because I just had so much kombucha <laughs> and people wanted more. So it was like, oh, this works pretty well. And then the little stuff that's at the bottom of kombucha... Yeah. What's that? Well, that's kind of either part of the SCOBY, little okay. bits, um, or it's dead yeast. Okay. So it's just fallen off and it's not active anymore. Uh, it's not harmful in any way, but um, we, we use like a triple filter for Tonica, so we don't tend to have a lot of those actually in the final product. Right. Um, I've seen people say like, oh, you always want to have that or you don't want to have that. I mean... As long as you're drinking a raw kombucha mm -hmm. and it doesn't have added probiotics. Um, and right now in Canada, if, if you see lists of probiotics on any label, you know they've been synthetically added in oh. for kombucha. 
So you want to just, it, I mean, hey, drink any kombucha you want if you're just going for a flavor you love. But if you want something that actually you know is going to be effective and helpful for your digestion, you want to make sure it's raw and that it's got like under six ingredients. Mm, Should okay. be fairly simple. We use different teas and extracts for our flavor, but the main benefit that we give everyone is our kombucha. We ferment it here. I don't know if you saw through the conference room, the lab window. Um, oh, no, I didn't. Okay, we can go back through after, but um, you can see all of our small-scale fermentation going on where oh, we, wow. we ferment. That. We do it for up to 60 days just to ensure that we are using the most potent kombucha available to us when we blend into our bigger flavors. So there is a lot of process that's going on before oh, yeah. you're yeah. actually... Brew- well, I guess it's all a brew process. Yeah, yeah. And you call it a combrewery? A combrewery. Combrewery. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Did you make that word up? Or? I don't know. I think someone might have said it once. They're like, oh, it's like a kombucha and a brewery, so mm-hmm. it's a combrewery. But you're the first in Canada. Yes. That's so, so Yes, amazing. that's right. Yeah, when I started... There was no other kombucha companies. And Rise started shortly thereafter in um, Montreal. At that time, they were called Crude Essence. Crude Essence, like they did a good job with changing their name. And our name when I started was the Fairies Tonic. Oh, okay. Yeah. Why the Fairies? Um, because when I was working at Live, one of the owners nicknamed me the Fairy. <laughs> so I was making this tonic, so it was mm-hmm. called the Fairies Tonic. Yeah. It's funny how everything evolves. Yeah. What was your first flavor that you... Um, Well, I guess the first was just original. Okay. Um, And then next was ginger. Mm. The ginger one's good. Yeah. That's probably the best one for the gut because you get the ginger benefits as well. Exactly. Mm. I should... Yeah, we'll go back into the conference room because I can show you all of our fairy tonic bottles with the original flavors. That's fun. Yeah. So one of the the ways that I grew Tonica and continue to is by sampling in stores. So we call them demos. And we would get a lot of um, responses from people saying, you know, we love your kombucha, but we like this other brand because it has like no sugar in it. And, you know, if you taste that brand or you look at the ingredient and you see there's a mango juice in it and it says there's two grams of sugar, it's probably, unfortunately false labeling so and since then there have been several lawsuits that come out so they've had to correct all their labels but that is a buyer beware you know as there's a lot of greenwashing in the industry now um so people i think are already checking labels like just because it says it's organic and it's in a health food store still read the label read the ingredients Mm -hmm. um along with the nutritionals and if it tastes you know I mean, just buyer beware, I would say, right. especially for people who have diabetes or Crohn's or anything, you know, Yeah. because unfortunately there's just, there's a lot of Yeah, there's marketing. a lot of false advertising, yeah. which is unfortunate. So kombucha is really great for your gut. Are there other health benefits with it as well? There's a lot of information about what kombucha was used for in the past. Mm. It's not necessarily been documented, but um, in Russia... They've used it as a beauty tonic. So a lot of people who come from Eastern Europe will remember their grandmothers brewing this in the house. And now there's some information saying there's something called gluconic acid and a glucuronic acid. And that those actually come through the kombucha and they'll bind to toxins in your liver. And once they're 
in there and binding, they are water soluble. So as you drink water, you flush them out. So it's supposed to be very good for the liver, and then that would explain why people in the past used it as a beauty tonic for skin and hair. There, there are a lot of different stories about it. Not as many facts, but it is true that a lot more um, cosmetic brands have started to put kombucha and dehydrated kombucha into serums. Now that the market is like just thriving with kombucha, it's allowed people to invest more into research and other companies to want to invest more to see if they should be using it in their products. Mm-hmm. So hopefully there'll be more facts about that. Yeah, I mean, even I find, I don't know if it's like just because it's so good and it feels good in the body, but I feel like it gives me a little energy boost. I don't drink coffee or tea, but... I mean, I'll have tea every once in a while, and I guess this is tea, but... Yeah, in, but it's different, yeah, yeah. In the mornings, I'll have a kombucha or mid-afternoon, and I just kind of feel like... A little... Yeah, zing. it gives me a little kick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would say that might be from the enzymes as well, because mm-hmm. apparently they do carry a lot of oxygen into the cells, so just oxygenating and feeling refreshed. Yeah. So this is your fifth location, you said? Yes, this factory is the fifth one, um, so... I got the first official one in 2008, so it's been just over 10 years. And um, yeah, we would just, you know, grow to a certain point. And then I remember our first facility, I thought it was such a huge jump for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I went on the Dragon's Den, and then we had to get an even bigger one. And then an even bigger one. Wow. And so this one is like, yeah, it's like my little baby. I, I designed the whole thing. Like, so this was basically just four units that were like big, wide open warehouse. And so I just consulted with all my staff about, you know, what would be the most functional for them in certain areas. And I like to organize things as well. So it was just like a fun project. And then my stepdad did all the designs. Mm. And um, I was like, contractor in a way I got all these different um tradespeople to build it and it was awesome it's beautiful thank you what was your experience like on Dragon's Den it was fun yeah yeah were you nervous I was I was really like leading up to it I wasn't I I had gone to acting school okay Claude Watson it's an art school in Toronto oh yeah I've heard or North York Mm -hmm. yeah so I was like, oh, this will be great, you know, and I consulted with a lot of different friends in different industries from the banking industry to theater to like put together the whole pitch. But then like right before we got on, I was like, what am I doing? Like I just signed a disclaimer and I was like, if I walk out there and bomb, that's it. Oh, because they'll they'll put any episode on, yes, right? Like yes. if you screwed up. Yes, or... oh, okay. totally. And I don't know if it's changed, but back then it that was what you signed off for basically like whatever you do in front of this camera it's one take there was no like cut stop yeah like, you can't say actually i just yeah. can you please record this again? no they would just keep running it oh, wow. so yeah if you look at some of the older ones there are really awkward ones too i mean they edit it where they want to right, right. but if they want that in so anyway i was like so nervous and i had gotten two of my friends who are they're actually like doing amazing things right now in the industry. One of them is Jock Yoga and one of them is Eva Redpath. They're doing a lot in the fitness and wellness industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came out with me. Um, if you watch the episode, you'll see they're the ones doing yoga. So as we were walking up the steps to like walk along the plank and go down the steps, Eva was just like, breathe, just remember to breathe. 
And it was such good advice. Because, <laughs> you know, here I am a yoga instructor and like whatever. But at We're that moment, it was like, <gasps> I could just ruin everything right now. But I walked down the steps and then as soon as I like started like, hello dragons, then it was just, it just flowed so well. Oh, actually there's one blip in the middle of the show where I totally forgot what they asked me a question and my whole head went like blank inside. But, but it was, luckily it was a great episode and at that time it was Kevin O'Leary and Arlene Dickinson and Jim Treleving of Boston Pizza and um, they all wanted in on it. It was it was really great. It oh, was fabulous so for our brand. And even though off the air I didn't end up taking the show, they still, like in 2016, they came back and they did a follow-up episode. So they filmed the factory and then they filmed me teaching a yoga class downtown. And That's so cool. Yeah, it was awesome. That's really great. Do you stay in touch with them or do you ever have any mentorship from them? Um, with... Kevin O'Leary's right-hand guy, Alex Kenjeev, um, for a while we did. And also David Chilton, the wealthy barber, who didn't go in on the deal, but has been really helpful with just advice over the years. Yeah. That's nice to have. It's fantastic. I do, I am lucky that I have a couple of incredible mentors and they're kind of like advisors as well because they're in the beverage industry that I've just met and and luckily they took a shine to me and were like, hey, we can help you. Like we know tons about this industry. So mm-hmm. that's been very, very helpful. That's good to have. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still teach yoga? No, I don't. We do classes here. Oh. Yeah. So I'm not consistent enough because it's gotten so busy, but we have all our yoga mats in the conference room. So we just put the table aside and um, we don't do like a heavy flow class or anything, mm-hmm. but I teach like the, I'm certified in Kundalini yoga and Ashtanga. So generally with the staff, we'll do a little Kundalini warm up and then some little sun salutations and then some meditation. That's nice. Yeah. And they love it. They should have that. Yeah, I know. so beneficial. I feel like I need to start to source somebody else to do it now because I really saw how much they took to it. Like, they loved it. That would just be another hat for you to wear. Yeah, exactly. I was reading one of your posts that you recently posted on your Instagram, Mm -hmm. and you were just talking about how, as an entrepreneur and a business owner, you have so many hats that you have to wear. And I think it's so amazing that... You've been in business for this long and you've expanded. You're, you're huge. You're all across Canada. 2,500 stores? Yeah. 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 And uh, it's still 100% <laughs> you. Yeah. Which is really, you sh- I'm sure you're so proud of yourself. Like, that's Aww, just so thanks. amazing. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's just like, it's one step at a time. Mm-hmm. And, and the way that it's been able to grow is the team. Like, I have an incredible team. And, and as like the business grows, they grow and then we bring on more people who are like just ready to, ready to be part of the whole, the whole experience. So it's, it's very cool. I couldn't do it alone. Like, yeah, doesn't matter how many hats, Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's no way anyone can do it on their own. And, um, you need such a strong, good support team and staff and, um, and unfortunately, you know, sometimes there are people who you might love, but it just doesn't, it's not the right fit for your business. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably the hardest thing about being a boss is making those decisions. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite part of owning a business? Like what's your favorite hat to wear? Oh, yeah, that's such a good question. 
You can have a couple hats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, for one thing, like as an overall, I love having systems. So I love the the beginning journey was me doing everything. So I would learn it and I would just always be sort of like competing against myself to make it more efficient and then teaching people to do it. And then now being able with the team to look at everything that we do and make it so that it's even more efficient and everyone is able to do hopefully, you know, the parts that they're best at and then give the other parts to other staff that are going to be better at doing that. Um, so yeah, so that's like, that's just like, I don't know if that's a business thing, but it's something that's so amazing now because I have so much more freedom mm-hmm. because of all of these systems that we're developing. So I that's kind of it. love that's that. That's so important. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, well, of course I love it when people like you mm-hmm. say how much they love buying our Tonica at Shoppers or wherever they're getting it. Just to have that feedback, you know, and a lot of people, well, I already said that to you, but yeah. I love the feedback when people are like, we weren't really into kombucha and we tried yours and it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And just to know that we're contributing to healthier bodies. And I really feel like everything starts in the gut, you know? So like when you eat a bunch of crappy food and you feel bloated and your stomach hurts, it's very hard to enjoy the people around you and the like beautiful things in your life. So for me, it's like, let's keep ourselves clean, like still eat the things you enjoy, but make sure that they work with your body mm-hmm. and, and then you can really enjoy life. So for me, it's, it's a great thing to be able to promote, um, this product that we make, which is really good for you and also fun to have every day. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Did you have digestive issues before? Not, not really, okay. but I couldn't, and still to this day, um, dairy and bread, they're not good with me, and I love dairy, so that's, like, unfortunate, but I just, I do. I'll, I'll drink a lot of kombucha if I'm going to a party where I know there's going to be, like, cheese plates, and... Um, kind of preps your gut. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Neat. I'll have to try that. Definitely try it. Mm-hmm. I usually just drink it because it's delicious, but to drink it... For a health benefit as well. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, and also um, another one that's good add-on for parties is alcohol cocktails um, because of the enzymes in there. Well, and apparently the gluconic acid, right, that's so good for the liver. You know, whatever it is, I always encourage people just have the experience yourself. Like, don't believe it. Drink it and see. Mm -hmm. And everybody is different. But I certainly find it cuts down on hangovers. What would a good tonica kombucha cocktail be? So one simple classic one is just the mule. So like just ginger. What are your favorite foods to pair with kombucha? Okay, well, first off, I think like all snack foods. So I love having like chips, could be kale chips, potato chips, dehydrated vegetable chips, like whatever. Mm. Um, But anything sort of salty and snacky. Um, and then, uh, you know, with, with meals, so any type of burger could be a veggie burger or a meat burger, um, with the ginger tonica, I think is awesome. Mm. Peach, mango, those flavors I love just on their own. (laughs) It's a good summer drink. Yeah. And winter drink. (laughs) Yeah, 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 true. It's a good drink all the time. (laughs) But, uh, those ones are nice. They're, they're, you know, and they're more flavorful and sweeter because of the, um, the flavors so you could even have that you know after dinner instead of going for a super sweet treat 
So how many bottles do you package a day? Okay, so so we package in cases of 12, and we do about 1,000 cases a day. 12,000. That's a lot. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't ask me. I'm terrible at math. But yeah, that's... 12,000 cases a day. That's no, 12,000 bottles a day. Okay. 1,000 cases a day. Yeah. So we generally do one flavor at a time, and then um, our shipping department will you know, put it into the different orders that go out to our distributors. They pick it up and then from there they ship it out to all the stores across Canada. And we're just we're just sort of getting ready for a big launch out in Vancouver, um, which is exciting. So we're listed in the Whole Foods out there. And um, because I've always been here and our team's here, we've, you know, made efforts to get out there. But we finally just hired on a great team and they're centered in Vancouver. So I think it's going to be really good so people all over Canada will have a lot more kombucha that's so exciting yeah is it surreal when you walk into a store and you see your tonica sitting on the shelves yeah when when it's a store that I don't expect it to have but honestly if it's other stores I'm always like okay let's see what do the facings look like are they stocked full are they turned the right way what shelf are we on (laughs) you know what's more surreal is when I'm out somewhere and I see people drinking a tonic, I'm like, I always want to go and be like, thank you. Sometimes I do. Then sometimes I think like, that's weird. Leave them alone. That's so cool. I bet that would be so surreal. Especially when you started this little company, right? Did you ever think it was going to be this huge company? No. Was I had it no your idea. Atten- intention? Or no. No? No. I was just, when I was making it, it took up a lot more time. Started to take up more time than I had so the first thing I did was I quit waitressing and then I stopped teaching yoga classes and it just kind of grew and grew and at one point in 2008 I was like I don't know like you know it's it's a lot of work right the hustle is real right um but at that point like I didn't have a big business plan or destination even though, like, my mother was a food entrepreneur. Um, she was had a line of hemp and chia foods mm. um, and was, like, the first to get a license to make hemp products in Canada back in the day. Cool. So, like, you know, I saw that, but still it was, like, it was a lot of work. So in 2008, I went to India. I had always wanted to go, and my boyfriend at the time took over brewing and I said you know what let's see if any orders come in when I come back I'll decide and when I came back well he was emailing me while I was there but he was like okay you gotta come back like the orders are through the roof it just something happened it just started to keep growing while I was away Hmm. so when I came back that was kind of when I made the decision like okay I'm gonna do this and I got a website, which was big back then. Yeah. I remember one of my customers saying, like, you should really get a website. And I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> and I just would always kind of do that, like, absorb the advice I got from other people. Because I didn't know. I didn't go to business school. I didn't graduate from any university course. I went to clothing design at George Brown College. Like, I wasn't... I didn't have a mind to know at that point, but what I was good at doing was um, listening and absorbing and then just following through. Mm. I think that's probably one of the biggest skills that's helped me is that personally I'm, I always like to, if I, if I have an idea, I want to make action steps to see it come to fruition. Um, so that certainly helped a lot. But yeah, I had no, I had no idea. And then in 2011, I was told that this big company was coming up from the U.S. 
and um, I needed to like really get on the branding of everything. And um, it was the Whole Foods buyer saying, you know, Fairy's Tonic, it might not be that accessible to like a larger audience. Um, so that's when I went to a marketing agency and they worked on the Tonica design and uh, they gave me a whole list of names, which I hated. And then sitting <laughs> in the back seat of my parents' car, it just hit me, Tonica. And they were like, that's good. And I was like, that's it. It's funny how those things happen, kind of just come to you. Yeah. 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 Do you have a favorite entrepreneur role model that you look up to? Mm, I, like I have a bunch. Number one would be my grandmother. She is a strong, elegant, beautiful woman. And she's always been in business. So she's 92 years old now. Wow. She still goes into the the, <laughs> the office uh, like that her family owned. But um, That's amazing. Yeah. Good jeans. Good jeans. Great jeans. So she really um, taught me about composure and the fact that when dealing with people, you always want to make sure, like, first and foremost, you need to know what you want and what you need for your business. But then in any business interaction, you have to make sure that it's fair for the other person too. Both people have to walk away feeling like they've won or it's not going to work. No one's going to go for that, and they're not going to feel good about the relationship if they do stretch to do it. My mother, fantastic entrepreneur. I mean, the idea she's working on a CBD project right now, and just so resourceful and intelligent. So I have learned a ton from her, and just obviously being around her growing up, absorbing absorbing all her strength. And she was a single mom when I was growing up. Um not not for too long, but still, you know, that was a lot. And she was always making sure that everything was, you know, the best that it could be given whatever situation mm -hmm. uh, while running her businesses. So I think those two in my family, huge role models. Other than that, I have some in the industry right now. Mm -hmm. um, one public one that I've really been enjoying is Rachel Hollis. <gasps> Me too. Isn't she great? I love her podcast. Love it. I Yeah, I'm obsessed with her right now. She's just Me amazing. Too. Like every podcast I listen to, I'm getting these ahas. Like, I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I and did you read? Book. Oh, okay, yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Um, Girl, Stop Apologizing. Is that the first one or second one? That's the second one. I think the first one is Girl, Wash Your Face. Did you read that as well? <laughs> no. Okay. I want to read that one. Oh, yes. I need to read those. I was thinking of getting the audiobook because I just love listening oh, to sure. it. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I was actually, I was coming back from LA and I saw it at the airport and that's how I got onto her because I, I don't generally like, like because it's been so long now, there's a lot of like self-help and like mm -hmm. all these life coaches everywhere. I'm like, yeah, but I, I opened it up and she was just so funny. And I, it, well, I think I opened it up to one particular tidbit and I was like, that's really good. Like it's very basic information, but it's very clear, concise. And, um, and she does it in such a fun way. Mm -hmm. So yeah. She's so real, which I like. Mm -hmm. It's just very authentic and in one of her episodes, she shared that there's a lot of information out there for women, but sometimes it's kind of dumbed down, sadly, uh -huh. and she doesn't do that. Mm -hmm. She'll go into the depths of it and, uh, yeah. It's great. Fun. Yeah, I should it. listen to more of her. I was looking yesterday on Instagram. I saw she did this, uh, like, her Rise events. Mm. Um, it was, like, I can't remember, 18,000 people. In Las Vegas or something. It was just insane. So, That's so cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Really neat. Very inspired by her. Yeah. 
Me too. <laughs> so do you have you have some exciting things coming up with Tonica? You're yeah. launching your leader. Yes. And um, so this is launching in our top flavors. Oh, nice. Um, so it's not just the original. No. Oh, I no. love that. Yeah, so it'll be in uh which unfortunately the original isn't a top flavor anymore. So um it's it'll be in the goji grapefruit, the one you're trying right now. Mm-hmm. Our turmeric lime flavor. And then from the legacy line it'll be the ginger, peach, mango, and blueberry. Wait, no mango, sorry. Ginger, peach, and blueberry. The supertonics, the goji grapefruit and turmeric lime. We launched those the end of last September. And we literally just got them into Shoppers Drug Mart, which is amazing because it's a huge account. It's like over 850 stores just for shoppers. Um, but it, it takes time to have it filter through to some of the bigger stores. Mm-hmm. Um, Metro took it right away, though. And Metro has already pre-booked the leaders. Love so, that. yeah, when we launch them, look for them first in Metro. And then hopefully a, a lot of our, like, great uh, independent retailers, like, Organic Garage and Nature's Emporium and Ambrosia and Healthy Planet, all those guys, we, we expect and anticipate them taking the leaders too. Do you have anything else that's happening with Tonica? Yes, so we are getting ready to, we're actually going to be changing up um, in the Legacy line, like our original line. We'll be bringing in a new flavor there, which I can't tell you what it is, but I'm very excited about it. It tastes delicious. Um, and then I'm working on finalizing the two next Super Tonics. So oh, hope to have those ones launching in the fall. Yeah, it's, it's, you know what, there's so much work in the R&D, but it's actually one of my favorite things. Also, you were mm-hmm. asking, um, just to create fabulous flavors. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think that does differentiate us from a lot of the other brands. Like, you can have something on your label, but does it communicate when you drink it? Do you mm-hmm. feel like you're actually having that blueberry flavor? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the grapefruit goji or goji grapefruit, it tastes like just a bubbly grapefruit drink. Yay! But I know it's good for me. Yes. So good. I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Oh, thank you, Megan. I'm so happy to have finally sat down and chatted with you and just talked about Tonica because it honestly is like, I sound like an ad, but it's not. Like, it's (laughs) one of my favorite products. My husband can vouch for it. It's always in our fridge. Yay! I love it. So thank you. That's amazing. Thank you so much. And thanks for doing the great work that you're doing for so many people who do suffer from different ailments related to digestion just to have like such an like beautiful energy woman out here sharing all this knowledge and like taking your time to go around and talk to people who are in the same industry it's it's such a great service yeah well thank you and everyone go get tonica yes where can we find you um online at tonicacombucha.com is the website on social at tonica kombucha and um for my personal stories and behind the scenes and like i'm gonna take a little clip of you and put it up on our story now that's at zoe tonica perfect thank you zoe thanks megan let's connect online the next time you're on your favorite platform look up the gut gazette and feel free to say hello or if you fancy a read head over to the gut for all things gut